All right, folks, uh, we're going to wrap things up right now. Uh, we do have Aaron Bennett uh, is going to be joining us in just a few moments, in about five minutes. Uh, he is uh, running on the school committee here in the city of Attleboro from Ward 3. Uh, so we'll talk about, uh, well, what makes him tick. Uh, seems like a very, very nice guy. I just met him just a few moments ago, and uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, getting to know who he is and why he's running for school committee. Uh, there were two people running for school committee on that side from Ward 3. As I said, we'll be uh, talking to him in just a couple of moments as we continue on this Friday morning. All right, good morning. Beautiful morning it is. Yes, 45 degrees. Well, a Providence middle schooler has now been charged after a ghost gun was found inside his backpack Wednesday afternoon. Police say a teacher at the Del Sesto Middle School found a firearm and an extended magazine inside a student's backpack. Police say the magazine was loaded but not attached to a gun when it was discovered. The teacher called police and the student was taken into custody. Right now, they did say that the school was not placed into lockdown. Now, the student, who is actually under the age of 18 and has not yet been identified, is now charged with carrying a firearm on school grounds. He is currently being held at the Rhode Island Training School. Police also indicated to the district that the firearm and magazine were incapable of uh, shooting as well. Still unclear how the student obtained the gun and magazine. The student, of course, and the entire incident is still under investigation. Also, it's been a month since that flash flood damaged businesses in Providence on Branch Avenue. The water course is long gone, but most of the stores are still remain closed. The flash flooding happened on September the 11th. It rained so hard that a pond near Branch Avenue overflowed and right into some of the shopping centers as well. Uh, one month later, a couple of uh, stores are still, right now, still under investigation and thinking about why the heck it's going on. Well, as you know, it, you knew why it was going on, because of the rain. Very low in that area, some businesses in that shopping plaza still remains closed, while contractors are still repairing some of the water damage in that area. And finally, the Rhode Island Department of Transportation marked the beginning of Governor Dan McKee's Rhode Island Ready Municipal Road Fund program yesterday. He, alongside the director, Peter Alvedi, announced that the Smithfield will now receive the first round of funding. The town will now use more than $430,000 to fund 17 projects across 14 miles of road. Right now, 80% of Rhode Island roadways are maintained by cities and towns. Since the program launched back in August, the governor said every single community has now submitted at least one project application. All right, meteorologist Jim Corbin is calling for sunshine today. Beautiful Friday and even into the weekend. Some puffy clouds, breezy, cooler temperatures. Uh, today, temperatures in the uh, low 60s with starry skies. Lows tonight down to the low 40s and some morning sunshine tomorrow. Could see maybe some uh, light afternoon showers or probably going into the evening tomorrow night. Mostly south coast of here, so it should be a decent day, especially if you want to head out to the last farmer's market of the season, that is tomorrow. Aaron Bennett going to join us in just one moment, so stay with us. Okay, as uh, we uh, start things off here on this third and final hour, as you know, we've been talking with a number of uh, guests uh, who are running for the November 7th election, uh, including school committee and uh, city council members. Well, first uh, gentleman, first time that we met him just a few moments ago, he is live in studio with now. He is representing Ward 3 on the school committee, and that is Aaron Bennett. Good morning, Aaron. Uh, good morning. I, I will... I would add that I hope to represent Ward 3 on the school committee. It's 
my intention. That is for sure. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let's uh, get to, uh, well, first of all, thank you for, for coming in. Uh, I know that you had mentioned to me last week, you had said, uh, uh, want to give some time for you uh, because you are running for a school committee. So we appreciate the time. Thank you. Uh, let's, uh, let's basically start things off, Aaron, is saying, uh, uh, get to know who you are sure. uh, and, uh, you know, where you come from, your family, and I know they're behind you 100%. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so I am. Uh, I was born actually in Boston, but when I was about three months old, my parents moved to Attleboro. My dad got a job teaching at the high school, oh. uh, and that was in 1971. Um, so, yeah, I've, I lived in Attleboro almost the entirety of my life. I left to go to college and wander around a little bit in my 20s, but... Uh, I live next door to my parents on Wormsota Road. I'm that kind of Attleboro guy who, you know, drives around saying, well, that's where that used to be, and that's where that used to be, and, that, you know, by overpass where Ann and Hope was, we go, all right, you know, that sort of thing. But um, I'm, so that's me. I work for Clark University in Worcester. I'm a manager in the IT department. Um, I've been there since 2005. Uh, I went to Trinity College in Hartford. Connecticut, and I have a degree in English, which is not something you associate with being an IT guy. Um, but uh, it was uh, just a matter of, uh, of uh, really, there were no jobs that said poet wanted, no matter how hard I looked when I graduated from college in 1995. And I ended up stumbling into the IT field because I always liked computers. Uh -huh. so, um, I've been there for a long time and I like working for Clark University it's a, it's a good school and I feel like the work is meaningful I could probably have been making more money all along working in uh, the corporate world but I really am committed to the mission of higher education and it, it, it means a, it means something to get up and go to work knowing that you're doing something that's important yeah and that's exactly why one of the reasons that uh, that you want to you want to continue that uh, that work with education you want to be uh, you know you want to be uh, on the school committee because you know right. you've, you've been to a few of them here and there you've, you know exactly what's going on and also uh, if you do get in uh, hopefully all goes well uh, you'll replace long Longtime Steve Withers, who has done a fantastic job since uh, since he's been on, he, he has done a really good job, and I wouldn't rerun it against Steve Withers. Like uh, I think if you're going to run against an incumbent, you, you, there better be a real reason to do yeah. so. Um, I have a lot of respect for Steve. Uh, he's a good guy, um, and I, I think that the, all those votes with COVID were really, really difficult, yeah. and, and I can understand why he wants his life back. Uh -huh. So when I saw he wasn't running for re-election. Uh, I had had it like in the back of my mind that school committee would be something that I'd be interested in, you know, at some point down the road. Uh, I was all, I've always been really busy. I'm just that kind of guy. I like to do a lot of stuff and be involved in things. And so when I saw Steve wasn't running for re-election, that's when I decided to take a look at it and give it some thought. Because um, I honestly, it's you know, people people who are uh, interested, committed to education, have have some thoughts about uh, public education and some thoughts about the, the way that we should, the, the sort of product that we want to put out, which is educated citizens of a democracy, are the kind of people that should be on the school committee. Uh -huh. um, I, I didn't get into it for any specific issue that I wanted to ask to grind. I didn't have anything that I saw was a, a huge problem that needed to be fixed. Uh, I, I wanted to get on the school committee because uh, it's this the best way that I can help Attleboro right now. Yeah. 
you know, when you're, you've been out busy, I mean, between, you know, your job and your family, you've been out there uh, knocking on doors, uh, putting a lot of signs uh, throughout the city of Attleboro, and even not even in Ward 3. I mean, yeah. Some of them, which is nice to see, and I've mentioned, been mentioning that uh, for some of the other candidates. It's also it's also nice to see your your, your lawn signs in other communities, uh, you know, whether if you're in Ward 1 or 2 or yeah. what have you. So, I mean, you got to react to that because, I mean, what does it mean to you personally when you are, uh, you know, going up to people's homes or, or, you know, you've been out there, you know, knocking on doors and talking to different people. But it's kind of nice, you know, it feels good inside when you say, you know, thank you. That They're supporting you. They're supporting you, you know, uh, because they want, you know, they want someone in there who's got some experience here and there with, you know, mm-hmm. education. And nice to have, you know, to see those those lawn signs, uh, with big or small, whoever has them out there. So it's kind of nice to see that because they're, they're you know, they're actually um, uh, trusting in you at the time. So it has really been a lot of fun knocking on doors. I didn't know how I was going to like it. Um, but I'm an outgoing guy, and I like to meet people, and, and I don't mind, you know, if people are skeptical or it's Sunday morning and they just want to they just want to be left alone. I've had conversations with, you know, people in their bathrobes that, that can be a little awkward at first, and then they ask me why I'm running for school committee, and I start telling them what, what I'm doing and why I'm trying to do it, and, and everyone, almost, almost without exception, have been totally respectful and completely, uh, completely just excited about what I'm trying to do, because um, that, that's all. I, it's been super gratifying and really fun, and I've, I've had some moments, a, a lot of them, every time I go out, where I walk back home going, that's why I did this. It was conversations like that that get me, in, that get me excited, mm-hmm. not just about knocking doors, but about then representing these people and being that kind of school committee guy who people know how to get in touch with and, and know that I'm, they met me. I'm yeah. a reasonable guy. Right. And, you know, and the, when you're going to some of these, uh, these people out there, um, are they asking you certain questions? And, you know, sometimes we don't have all the answers, but you mm-hmm. will get back to them. I know that you will get back to those people. Uh, but are, are there some major uh, questions that they're asking you on a, maybe on a week-to-week basis? So a couple of things have come up consistently. The, the number one is that we need to, everybody, everybody knows this. Everybody involved with public education at any level knows that funding is a consistent and continual problem. Right. Um, and so people always ask me about that. And, and, and my answer is that, you know, the city has always funded Attleboro schools at about, I think it's two, two and a half million dollars over the minimum. And I would like to see that. I would like to see Attleboro in a position where it can fund the schools higher. Uh, and I'd like to work with uh, state representatives to make sure that the state uh, aid formulas continue to, to improve so that Attleboro gets what is more of more appropriate level of funding from the state. Uh, I don't know how many people know this. It's pretty straightforward, but there's a minimum amount uh, of funding that the city is required to provide the schools. Every, every town and city is required to fund the schools, and I think it's per uh, enrolled students or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Attleboro's always been good, almost always, with a few exceptions. I think 2016, there was a shortfall, uh, and there was, there, was, there was a level fund, and that was really hard, and it set the schools back. Um, but So that's one thing that comes up consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, another issue that people always raise, or not, I won't say people always raise, but it has consistently come up, is, hey, we built this brand-new high school. It's beautiful. Let's please try to make sure we maintain it properly. And right. that, that's, a, that's a, every, something everybody wants to do. Everybody knows that the high school 
is this beautiful state-of-the-art facility, you know, and there was an article in the paper a few weeks ago, there was a leak on the roof, right? Um, that's not the city's fault, that's not the school's fault, it's a brand new building, like you get a brand new house, there's a couple of leaks here and there, uh, they're gonna take care of it. Um, so there's no real, there's no real like cut and dried answer to that, except that when I'm on the school committee, I'll advocate to make sure that we continue to set aside funding and to make sure that the Municipal Building Commission and all the relevant boards are appraised of what's going on so that we can keep the school properly maintained. You know, with the school being open now, uh, you know, this year so far and then last year, uh, first year, uh, you know, you've spent some time at the school here and there. I mean, I mean, this this place. I mean, I've talked about this with the other uh, other individuals. You know, not growing up in the in the Alabama area for myself, uh, just looking at that. My wife and I went last year to the the uh, grand opening of it. I'm like, holy mackerel! I and mean, this is state of the art everything. And they got all the CTE programs. And when you walk in, uh, you know, I was I was talking to um, uh, City Council President Jay Delicio last week, and he says his son now is is a senior there at the school, and like it's like whoa, you know, and it's amazing how, how much that $260 million came to us. But, you know, there's still some other things that are yep. still, they're still doing work on the side of the building right now. And the, I just drove by the new tennis courts yesterday, and they're going to be open soon. But that's all, I mean, that school is got to be one of the most beautiful schools in the entire state. It's an amazing thing. And I remember when uh, this came up, you know, in, in 2017, as the need uh, for a new school became more and more apparent. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think Scott Domenici was on the initial uh, committee to work on building that new school, which right. is a testament to Scott, by the way, his, his civic uh, responsibility. Um, and, uh, and thinking to myself, I don't believe this is ever going to uh, happen in Attleboro. I've been an Attleboro resident my whole life, and I never, ever, ever in a million years thought I'd see the day when the citizens of Attleboro would vote to raise our own taxes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and, and I was just filled with pride. Like I had friends from, you know, from high school who would live in California and whatnot. They were making fun of me. Ah, ha, ha, this is never going to happen. Attleboro's never going to get anything. Right. And I was getting, I remember getting really angry and I had to like sign off of all those Attleboro Facebook groups and stuff for a yeah, little, right, little while because yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't need to be reading that. And I kept thinking, please, just for once, let Attleboro do the right thing. And uh, and, you know, I was wrong. I underestimated our city. Uh, I was so, so proud and remain proud to this day that we decided. It was clearly, clearly obvious. Uh, I was in the old high school as a student in the late 80s, and it wasn't like exactly a palace back then. It certainly didn't improve from 1989 to 2018. So it's a, it's a, it's a really just a, everybody in Attleboro who voted, whether you voted yes or you voted no, yeah. remember that we got this beautiful facility and we should all be very, very proud of it. We built it with our money mm -hmm. for our kids. You know, and speaking of that, even when uh, it was rare to go, um, you know, back a few years ago, uh, I had Steve Withers and Rob Geddes here in the studio to talk about that well before they even put a thing in the ground, you know, mm -hmm. talking about, uh, you know, a shovel in the ground. And they said, you know, this is going to be an amazing building. I mean, and, and I mean, you got to th you got to think about all of not just the school, the high school, all of the the schools that we have here in the city. I mean, just tremendous. And but you also got to say, and I mentioned this to a couple of times yesterday. I mentioned it to Scott uh, that. Every time you're thinking about different people to, uh, uh, you know, raise them up a, uh, on a higher pedestal, uh, like we, we always give these military people, you know, uh, you know, thank them for their service. And as I mentioned yesterday, uh, these educators, 
need to be recognized. They do an amazing job with our kids out there because they're with them, you know, six, seven, eight hours or more a day and even on extracurricular activities. These people, these men and women, take the time. They're mostly, they're, a lot of times, they're there more than the, the parents see the kids. But totally. these people have to be up there on a high level. I'm really, really glad you mentioned that because it's really important for me because I can get caught up in what I'm doing and think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this really important thing. And I do think it's important, but the people who actually do the teaching of the kids are the teachers, right? Mm -hmm. We, as the school committee, we can't teach kids. I mean, we might be able to, but we don't. That's not our job. And the administration, they also don't teach kids. What both of those groups, the school committee and the administration, can do is set up an environment where the teachers can do what they do best and, and find out what they need, find out what's the best methods that we, we, we want to use and encourage them to go and then, and then just keep people off their back so that they can teach the kids because they are the teachers. As a child of a career teacher, I have the utmost respect for that profession. I watched my dad, you know, as a high school English teacher, uh, get up. He, he always was an early morning guy. Four, four, 4.30 in the morning, he'd be up grading papers, reading, drinking coffee, getting ready for his school day. Um, and and it's a hard it's a hard hard job. Sure. Yeah, it is. One of the one of the main things that you want to uh, that you wanted to talk a little bit more about that being uh, hopefully uh, successful in a couple of weeks. Uh, the little time that people are looking at the the, the House Bill four ninety five and the MCAS tests. Uh, talk a little bit more about that because this is a this is something a very. Uh, uh, passionate thing that you want to talk about. Yeah, thank you. It's actually that that was the one of the main reasons I wanted to get on the show now because this is coming to uh, this is a, this is a good time to be involved in this issue. Uh, everybody who everybody knows the MCAS is a pain, right? Nobody likes it. I don't know a single person who gets up uh, the week of MCAS and goes, "Oh boy, it's MCAS yeah. week. My kid's gonna have a great time at school this week," right? Um, teachers hate it. It disrupts the whole schedule for months. They have to be prepared for it. They have they have to distort the way that they approach a subject matter to make sure that they cover the exact specific techniques that are on the test, right? And I looked at, in, in preparation to, to get up to speed on this issue, I looked at some of the MCAS questions and, and, and they didn't seem like anything I could do. And I'm a reasonably smart guy, right? And I took, a, one of the questions was if you have like two small glasses of water that contain 32 ounces and one large glass of water, the total of all three glasses is 72 ounces and then if you have three large glasses and one small glass, it's this total. And how many ounces of water fit in a small glass? And I was like, what is this? Am I trying to get a job for Google? These are, I can't figure this kind of thing out. And I did ask my kids, and they both looked at it and knew exactly how to solve it. But because they had been taught a specific problem-solving technique for those kind of problems, they, they said, oh, yeah, we do these all the time. It's, it's the number of small glasses times this times that. And, um, it's good that they're able to figure that out. My kids are smart. They test well. But that doesn't mean that that's some sort of generically applicable math skill, right? It's a matter of the teachers have taught math in a specific way in order to get kids that can pass these tests. Uh, I think that assessing outcomes is really important. Like you can't see whether students are learning if you don't assess them. But standardized testing is not effective for everybody. Um, you know, and you think about that, you know, we all took MCAS tests in school and, you know, it's kind of, I mean, you're absolutely right. I do agree with you on that because, you know, it's sometimes the questions are like, 
what the heck are they what are they asking us you know uh, I, I i have to i have to agree with you 100 percent on that because it's like you know okay make sure you have your number two pencil and do this and all that stuff and then all of a sudden like are we are we applying for a college at uh, you know at mit or yeah you know things like that you know i mean if you don't know ohm's law it doesn't mean you don't understand the basic right. understanding of resistance and current right right and that's i think unless you're unless you are you know going to be involved in electrical engineer or like be an electrician and i'm sure right. the kids who graduate the cte program understand ohm's law right but a guy like me i don't necessarily need to have ohm's law memorized but what we want is a group of people who understand the concepts behind things yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I, I do, as I said, I do agree with you on that one. As for definitely, um, you um, recently, you know, you've got a, a fantastic uh, Facebook page uh, out there as well. Um, you maintain that a lot, and there's a lot of good things. And one thing that I will tell you, um, and uh, I mean, you know this by now. Of course, you have some great people behind you, 100. Uh, percent First of all, you've got. Some, I mean, Scott Domenici re really respects you. I know he was talking to you yesterday, uh, talking to me yesterday. But uh, you've got uh, City Council President Jay Delisio and one of our dear friends, Jim Hawkins. I mean, here's a guy uh, who has a lot of respect for yourself. You guys met with each, uh, each other recently, but mm -hmm. you've got a lot of people out there. There, these these people who have been out there for so long that people recognize and trust. Uh, the first week that Jim Hawkins was in the state house, he had a bill passed within one or two days, and like boom. And but yeah. you've got a lot of good people that have been backing you since day one. Thank you. I I, I have a massive amount of respect for. In fact, what, what they had the little the little uh, profile in the Sun Chronicle last week for yeah. all the candidates. Right. They said name your two favorite name your favorite living politician. Right, and I wasn't trying to, you know, be a kiss ass or anything right, yeah, like right. that. I just thought it over. I'm like, sure, sure, I could talk about Barack Obama or or whatever, but this is an Attleboro race. Let me right. talk about two people in Attleboro who really have inspired me to be to do this, and it is the their relentless commitment to bipartisanship that has made Jay Delisio and Jim Hawkins both. I have utmost respect for them. And, uh, and they're very approachable, and they're smart, and they, they put Attleboro over anything else, right? I know that everything that Jay does, and I know that everything that Jim does, they do because they are, they're looking to do the right thing for the city. Uh, not, not any political parties in there. One's a Republican, one's a Democrat. Right. Uh, uh, they, but they, they work together, and they work well. And I think that the people that I respect the most in the city are people who adopt that attitude. Yeah, they have, I mean, they have a lot of respect for you. I've, I've had Jim here. I've had Jay on on a monthly basis. And last time he was with us a couple of weeks ago, he said, oh, you're going to have Aaron coming in. So I said, I, I believe so. I said, at some point. Uh, and now you're here, which is good. The other thing is that uh, also uh, you've got some flyers out there uh, talking about uh, uh, you, your background, and what you really want to do. Um, if um, I mean, well, you I mean, well deserved. Um, you've you've done your homework, that's for sure. And I can also hear it in the passion in your voice when you're talking. Now we just met a half hour ago, uh, and and I can already I can already sense the passion, as I said. And you do want that commitment, not just for the school committee, but for the the entire city. You want even if you don't have kids in the in the school in the school system, uh, you want to make Attleboro. You know, you want to make Attleboro better, especially with right. the kids out there. But also, you know, we all have, you know, different things that we need, we need to do in life and stuff like that. But your big commitment right now is 
the education in our system. Right. That's the biggest thing. So when I do talk to people who say, well, I mean, my kids are, my kids are grown up. I don't really have kids in the school anymore. Uh, I always remind them that the, that the most important thing that Attleboro does is educate our kids. It's a central role of the city. And uh, the largest part of our school, of our city budget, I believe it's 56% of the city budget goes to the schools. Uh, so every taxpayer in Attleboro should be concerned about and have a vested interest in seeing the Attleboro schools thrive. Uh, when the schools are good, people want to live here. Uh, when people want to live here, they pay taxes, real estate values go up, everybody's happy, the kids graduate from school, they stay here, right, and Attleboro continues to thrive. Um, it, when I'm on the school committee, I, I want to be here for the whole city, right? And, and it's really important to me. When I drive around, I know it sounds corny, but when I drive around Attleboro, I'm happy. Like, uh-huh. when I leave Attleboro, I go on vacation, or I come home, and I'm happy to be home. Uh-huh. I go to Tex Barry's, I get a hot dog, right? And, and the world makes sense again. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, absolutely true. Here you go. Uh, that's the other thing is, you know, um, I, I usually wait until the end of the show to, uh, to, to mention this. Uh, what does Aaron Bennett like to do when he's not working mm-hmm. and he, when he wants to just kind of relax? You know, when he's, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to just kick back and do whatever. Uh, well, I have a dog. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old rescue. I like to walk her around the neighborhood. And t- I take her on long walks. I'll walk down, you know, two, three miles. Um, I like to go to live music shows with my wife. Uh-huh. Uh, we go to see Fish when we can. We go to see Grateful Dead cover bands. I, I go to heavy metal shows. Uh-huh. Um, I, I love live music. Uh, I like to play pickleball. You can find me at the YMCA on, you know, usually Thursday nights, occasionally uh, when I have time, when I'm not running for uh, office, right? right? (laughs) You'll see me uh, Saturday mornings down at uh, the pickleball courts down at Twin Village. Um, It's a fun little sport. Uh, What else do I do? I I love to coach. Um, uh, It's not really a free time activity. It's it's an activity that that makes sure you have no free time. But I, I loved coaching youth football. It was really, really, really fun. Uh, and just like just an extremely rewarding experience, um, and my son and I are coaching a, a recreational basketball team. Uh, so my youngest son is 15, and uh, he and I are going to coach a fifth, sixth grade ABA rec basketball team just for fun. Mm-hmm. He knows way more about basketball than I do. Uh, I'm going to send out the emails and, and let my son draw up the plays. Right? Yeah, well, that's great. I mean, yeah, you got you know, as I said, you got your family to look at you. You know, looking looking at you. That that's the other thing is when you started uh, running. Uh, for a school committee this past year, uh, you had everyone behind you, your family, and so what was their reaction? You know, it's like, hey, I'm, you know, hon, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start do, doing something that I love doing. I mean, their reaction, say, okay, all right, uh, you know. So my my wife's initial reaction was, that's great, please go ahead, go for it. You mm-hmm. should be on the school committee. She she said, people like uh, people like you, people like us, we we should be stepping up to represent. Um, and both of my kids were pleased, uh, and I and I made sure to let them know there are potential downsides to this. Sure. Right? Like uh, when I'm before I was involved with this, I, I didn't have any tr- problem throwing my weight around and emailing the school and saying, "Hey, you screwed up my kid's schedule." Right uh-huh. now, I'm not going to do that when I'm on the school committee, right? Um, because I don't want to throw around any perceived weight. Not like the school committee is some all-powerful figure, but. You know, I'll let my wife send the net, send the emails <laughs> when things go wrong. Um, so, and, you know, and any time I, I had some um, concerns about becoming, you know, a public figure or whatever. Uh, and, and so far, so good. There hasn't been any, been nothing but good responses from everybody. And, and I think the kids are happy. 
um, their, their friends say, hey, I saw one of your dad's signs, right? Everybody thinks that's cool. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm so grateful for my family. They are where, uh, where I get my strength. They are the reason why I do this, right? Ultimately, like everything you do, you do for, your, for the people that care for you and the people that you stand for. So, yeah, I, I, I'm thrilled with, with the way yeah. my family have been responding to this whole thing. We have Aaron Bennett in studio with us. He is uh, representing uh, School Committee Award 3. Um, on the, of course, the, the election is coming up in just a few weeks. If you'd like to talk to Aaron, uh, you can give us a call, 508-222-1320. You know, you mentioned talking about... Um, um, coaching. That's something that uh, was a passion of yours. You know, uh, you've done this and done that. And also uh, uh, the White Hawks board member, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been around for years. I mean, that that uh, that organization has some fun people in there as well. Oh, yeah. It's an incredible organization. It's just, it's, you know, there used to be two football organizations in Attleboro. Right. You probably know this, Tom, right? There yeah. was the Attleboro Pop Warner and the South Attleboro White Hawks. Mm-hmm. And Mike Strachan got those two organizations together. Because I think, you know, he, he correctly assessed that in order to have a good high school program, you really do have to have a productive, consistent youth football organization. And I just got into it because my youngest son wanted to play football. Um, and, uh, and I do things like that. I, get, I don't just stand around the outskirts of things. I get, I get involved with things. I see the places that I can help. And next thing you know, I'm going to board meetings at the VFW and at the Legion Hall in South Attleboro. Uh, I had a good time drinking Bud Lights after there the meetings. Go. and. Uh, getting to know all those people, and uh, I really just loved, uh, still probably will coach football again. I think it's just an incredible thing to see a group of young, uh, of really, of young men, but really kids. you got to never forget when you're coaching football. These are little kids, like yeah. fifth grade, sixth grade. Um, sure, they may be smelly and they may be tough, but they're still boys, <laughs> right, and girls. Yeah. Um, and see them come together and form a team and do things that are difficult and scary uh, and dangerous when mm-hmm. they're when they're hurt and tired and upset and learn to master their emotions and and put the job of the team over their individual aspirations is an incredible thing. Um, I didn't help. We didn't always have great results on the field, but all when I go to high school football games and I see kids that I coached, you know, playing. There are a couple that are that are sophomores that are pl- that are starting on and playing varsity football, and and it's an amazing feeling to see that to remember those kids when they were little kids and didn't really know, you know, how to handle themselves and mm-hmm. turn into these like towering giant young men who say, still call me coach when they see me. It's, it's fun. I, I really been a, been a great thing for me. Got an email for, uh, from one of our listeners. His name is Tony from Attleboro. Uh, it's actually from South Attleboro. He's in Ward 1. He says, uh, uh, like uh, hearing your, what your, the passion of your voice, he also said the passion as well. He says, when you go to different people's homes uh, and they're asking you certain questions, uh, is there a question or two that you would like to answer, but maybe they have not come up with the question? You know, maybe something that... Uh, uh, that maybe they forgot to ask or what have you. Is there something that he says that uh, that you would like to add as a follow-up for questions? Thanks, Tony. Well, that's, well, that's, a, that's a really good question. Yeah, it really I, is. I, I, wish I, had had a, a, <laughs> I wish I had had a moment to prepare for that. I'll have to give that some thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Let's see here. I mean, you got so many questions that people mm-hmm. are asking you on it, and then all of a sudden, you you know, you take some time, you talk to these people, these great people are opening their doors for you, putting signs out there, and say, you know, you know, yeah, I gotta, I've gotta, I've, I'm gonna do this. You know, when mm-hmm. I'm elected, this is what I'm going to try to do better than, you know, maybe sure. not better than anybody else. Uh, but yeah, I don't know that I can do anything better than Steve Withers. Yeah. He's, he's, he's going to be a legend. And his dad is a legend, right? Yeah, You've got this, sure. like, long, long-term Attleboro political family. I, I, but um, one thing that nobody asked me much about is the athletics and uh, high school athletics. I mean, I wear usually, if it's cold out, I wear my Attleboro football shirt just because it's a sweatshirt and I don't want to sure. be freezing. Uh, and people don't think I'm a solo salesman if I'm wearing <laughs> it, too. Um, and... I'm I'm the kind of guy who who builds personal relationships with people, right? And I you know, I know Mark Hool. I went to high school with him. I, I think that I can probably be of help to the athletics department. Um that's just another thing that I, I think I can do and I can help with is when there's a when there's a conflict, I usually look for people who I have relationships with and then, then we have a conversation and I figure out what they what they want, figure out what they need and what we can actually do to accommodate it and that, that's just kind of how my MO is. I, mm-hmm. I like to deal with facts. I like to understand what the what all the relevant things are before I make any decision. I ask a lot of questions, and that's that's who I'll be. Right. Um, you've got uh, on the on the flyers that you that you uh, sent. You gave one to me as well. Independent, moderate, well informed, empathetic, reachable. You are reachable. Uh, you are reachable. You're on social media. You're on other things out there, um, and. One thing that I have to say is that um, when uh, going to the polls or if people are going to vote uh, prior to the election, uh, you know, we've everybody, hopefully most people uh, who got the, uh, the mail-in ballots, uh, they got to remember things. Uh, read up on the candidate. Sometimes, you know, you, you walk into the, a polling place or whatever, and all of a sudden it's in 30, 40 seconds, it's done. Take some time to look and that's why we that's we we talk about these you know we talk to these diff, different people out there or sometimes the, some of the candidates do a political ad on television for a bit, but always think about you know don't just walk in there in thirty or forty seconds okay I'm going to do it ah the heck with it you know who mm-hmm. cares I don't care who runs it you know that's that's not up to me, I think more people uh, today hopefully they're listening or reading bios that's why you're on social media you want to give those people out there um, a little background on who the on who you are and all of the other candidates are that's believe it or not even if i had been unopposed in this uh in this race i would be doing largely the same amount of door knocking Uh, i don't know that i would have printed up the second batch of signs right Uh Uh, but i would be still knocking doors because it's important for me that when people vote for me they don't just vote for a name right it's much easier to be excited about voting for someone who you've met and while there's no possible way i can meet every voter i go to a house i i see that there's four registered voters there i talk to their mom for you know uh, 3 minutes right right i have a positive interaction with her then i'm relying on her to tell the rest of the family oh i met this school committee guy he's a, he's a really good guy or Geez, I met the school committee guy. He's a real jerk. We're not voting for Aaron, right? But either way, I, I, I haven't had that happen. But either way, I, I really, really want to meet as many people so that they know who they're voting for. It just makes it easier than just Googling someone. Um, I hope when people Google me, though, they do like what, what they find is that I'm, you know, I'm a reasonable guy who's trying to do the right thing for Attleboro. 
You know, you know, talk about all of these. Uh, you know, we just talked a little while ago about the uh, the school system, of course, with the new school. But you got to realize that all of the other buildings uh, that house some of the kids out there, uh, you know. They've been here for a long time, you know, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, uh, recently some of the schools had renovations like Coelho's doing a fantastic job there. Mm -hmm. But you have some of these older buildings, you know, some of these older schools out there that uh, that are housing these kids and they're still doing really, really mm -hmm. good. One one instance that I remember back in the 90s, I think it was uh, when I was on when I was working for cable, uh, I did that for a number of years. Uh, we had done some stories uh, with the new schools, the new Brennan and the Wamsutta. Oh, yeah. And the first thing that they started showing us when we were uh, in, the, in the schools was the cafetorium. And now, I mean, you've got that. You've got, the Coelho has a beautiful mm -hmm. uh, uh, place, which now I guess Coelho also has a theater production uh, in that school as well. But there's so many of these, these buildings that are out there, okay, yes, the Hattleboro High School, brand new facility, and now they're still doing some last-minute work on the mm -hmm. fields. And but you've got to realize that you've got, there are, there are basically almost, almost a school in almost every single ward yep. that is amazing. I mean, and you've got, as you said earlier, these educators in there have been a God's gift to the kids. So every school, you know, it, it's interesting because my kids went to Willett School, mm -hmm. right, which is the oldest building that's in active use as a school right. in Attleboro. And um, and when I was a kid, Willett School, you would walk in and it had the old, like, hardwood floors and you could smell the wax and it was really evocative. And when I went in there with for, for my kids when they were starting kindergarten, um, it, it's totally renovated. And I was like, this is what happens when you take care of stuff. It yep. keeps going. The, and the, the biggest problem with Willett School is that it's not air conditioned, yeah. um, and they had to actually do an early dismissal um, and on like a 98 degree day in February. Uh, and, and that weekend I was knocking a couple doors and, and one lady, one mom uh, said to me, geez, the early dismissal was, was really hard on parents, but I, I get it, right? And I was so glad to hear people say those things like, yeah, this is hard on parents. It's hard when you need to interrupt your day and go get your kid, but it's not safer kids necessary to be in classrooms when it's 98 degrees out, right? Um, and then uh, I, I asked around a little more about it, and I found out that there's a, a plan and there's a funded project, and they're going to install air conditioning in Willett. Um, they would have probably tried to do it over the course of the year, but the, because that's such an old building, yeah. the amount of retrofitting and work we need to do is incompatible with classes, but they're supposed to start as soon as classes end in June, so we didn't get a lot of snow days, so mm. <laughs> it should be right on time. Uh, that's a that's a another proud moment for Attleboro, right? That we can take this really really old building, um, and keep it properly heated and keep it properly cooled, and and it's in my opinion, it's just a great school. My kids had an overwhelmingly positive experience there. Principal was very responsive, uh, Mr. Caton, right? Uh -huh. Teachers are good, so. We've got a lot going on, a lot of good things going on in Attleboro schools. And especially at Willett School, I mean, they were kind of like uh, in that uh, flood area not too long mm -hmm. ago. And, you know, the field and uh, downtown Attleboro kind of flooded again. But uh, it's still, it's still, it's, you know, as I said, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great facility. They do a fantastic job. The other thing is, is uh, when you talk about, uh, you know, different things going on at schools, you also want to think about that, um, 
the curriculum inside, extracurricular activities. Now, when you're, uh, you know, you know, when you, I, I got to say this, when you're elected and you're uh, with everything goes well on November the 7th, you're also going to be working, you know, with the other administrators, the, mm-hmm. the superintendent. Uh, you have a very, very good relationship with all of the people, including Dave Sawyer, who is, is doing a f- fantastic job at the top of the, at the top he of the really, school. He is really, really impressive superintendent. He really is. Yeah. I, when I, when you watch the school committee meetings or go to him, they always lead off with the superintendent report and, I didn't follow it all that closely prior to being interested in, in getting on it. And when I started watching the meeting and going to them, I was like, this guy is really on the ball. Mm-hmm. He has a, you can tell when someone has a comprehensive command of their subject matter. Uh, and you don't need a standardized test to figure that right, out yeah. either. Right? <laughs> you watch, he, he, he speaks you know, about what he has to say, and then people ask him questions, and he, he either knows the answer or he very thoughtfully says, I, I'm going to find that out right uh, that that's the kind of people you want running the schools, yeah. people who are just committed professionals. You know, and the other thing is, uh, you know, being with the school committee as well, uh, it's so important, as I mentioned to you uh, off the air earlier, like sometimes you kind of almost forget about, you know, you know everything is, is talking about city politics, uh, city council, or whatever it is. And then you're going to realize the school committee is, I mean, these men and women around the school committee are so important to our community. Uh, it's the education of our kids out there. And it's also, they, they deal with a lot of other things besides, you know, just the education. They, they deal with a lot of stuff down there. And a lot of times, um, you know, you've seen many of them, you've been at, at, at many of the meetings. They also sometimes have to deal with city politics, you know, meeting with city council yeah. members, you know, and that is one of the reasons that I brought that up because, as you mentioned a few moments ago, that you do have a, a great relationship with uh, with Jay Delisio. Yeah, and other members of the city council. Right. I like Ty. Ty Waterman's been, you know, a good guy, and yeah. Todd Kobus is a friend of mine. I've sure. known Todd for for quite a while. Um, he had my dad in high school, <laughs> uh, so. What I really want to see is I want to see those those when when there's a, a political city issue that has to be dealt with by the school committee. I'd like it to be dealt with in is in a completely nonpartisan and nonpolitical way. By nonpolitical, I mean not wrapped up in factionalism or or anything like that. Just I think everybody can come together with a spirit and with an open-hearted spirit, right, and make a whatever is the reasonable accommodation. We can always agree to disagree, and, and there are places where I think I, there are places I disagree with Jim, there are things that I disagree with Jay about, and Todd, and Ty, and all, you know, all my friends. No, if you're ever in complete harmony with someone, I think that that's a sign that you're on lockstep, yeah. right? But you can, this is, this, you can agree without being disagreeable. You can look, I've looked, into the eyes of voters in their homes and said, we're probably not going to come to an agreement on this particular issue, but there's plenty of other things that we all agree on, right? We can work to end the MCAS graduation requirement and not agree about whether we should label books in the schools, right? Those, those are, it's okay to disagree on things and work together on the things you agree on. Yeah, I know that, that was a big hot issue with the, with the, the school books, you know, the, the books, yeah. and, you know, I mean, I don't, if, you know, you don't need to get into that, well, at all, but I mean, it's still, it's still kind of, you know, it's been around for a while and people have kind people of People do talk. ask me about it. Yeah. It's, an, it's an issue that people raise. It's nothing that I walk around, you know, talking about because I didn't, I didn't run for the school committee because I thought this was going to be an issue. I ran for the school committee because I wanted to be on the school committee and I thought it was something I could really help Attleboro out. Um, and, and I'm honestly like, I'm a little tired of the issue, but it's, it is something that people really are concerned about, and, and, and justifiably so. 
and, and I'm not interested in messing with the books in the libraries to make it really to put a simple dot on it, right? I think I made that clear. Uh, and um, and we, like I said, we don't micromanage the curriculum. We don't micromanage the menus in the in, in the uh, in the dining hall, right? We, we, right? And we don't need to tell the librarians who are either professional educators or some of them have professional educational degrees and masters in library science, you know, to get to monkey around with the books that are in the schools. I think the books that are in there are in there for the right reasons. If there's a problem, I think it's, it's appropriate to raise it. And if there's a concern, parents are always welcome to opt their kids out of reading whatever it is they don't want them to read. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been a hot issue for, you know, people saying, and I, I, I have to agree with you at that, one, at that one as well, because, okay, you know, they're in there, you know, they're, you know what, you can turn us not to read it, not to look at it, whatever it is. I mean, and every kid, almost every kid over the every for, older than fifth grade walks around the schools with a cell phone. Right, hands, right, exactly. There is a forum coming up. I don't remember the date. In a couple of weeks, though, the high school is soliciting parents to come in and talk about what is going to be a really important issue, and that is cell phone usage in the schools right. and what is an appropriate level of cell phone usage right because parents have two parents have two things that they want one they want their kids to be focused on education when they're in the schools critical the other is they want to be able to text their kid at one o'clock and say hey I'm not gonna be able to pick you up get your sister to give you a ride home right and if there's a there's a absolutely you can't look at your phones for any reason, check them into some von Neumann cage when you get to school and pick it up at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. That's not going to help. Right. Right. Uh, so I, I would encourage I, I don't have it off the top of my head, but email me and I'll, I'll get back to you and tell you when that forum is at mm -hmm. the schools. If you want to go in, make your opinions voiced on cell phone usage. Also, um, you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, your family behind you uh, 100% with this as well. Uh, I got a, I, I think I, uh, uh, one of our other listeners, Jackie, uh, just mentioned to me, says, uh, uh, wanted to congratulate you because she says that, uh, that you guys just celebrated an anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 19 years, my wife yeah. and I we got married and uh, 19 years ago it was really, really a, a, the smartest uh, lucky accident that's ever happened to me. <laughs> That's oh, great. Congratulations. Congratulations. We're going to take a, just a quick break here. Aaron Bennett is in studio with us for a few minutes or so. Uh, if you want to give him a call, uh, you can right now at 508-222-1320. All right. Back with us for a few moments or so with Aaron Bennett, uh, who is running for the school committee uh, for Ward 3. Um, one thing that we just mentioned off the air, um, uh, you know, Aaron uh, has been here all his life, uh, you know, for a while here and grew up in the city of Attleboro. And you just mentioned this is uh, the, one of the, the, the radio stations that you also grew up with as well. Oh, yeah. My dad always had it on. Let's talk with Ron Straminski. Yeah. yeah. You know, Ron, uh, Ron, uh, who still lives in the Attleboro yep. area, um, you know, I actually uh, produced his uh, his radio and his television show for a long time as it directed his, his TV show. That's uh, right. The, the Straminski Live. Yeah. I remember the, that. The, the yeah. simulcast from 7 to 8 uh -huh. on Wednesday nights. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other thing is, you know, 
You used to do the elections. I used to. I remember yeah. watching live election coverage come in with the board and all that. That's it, right. It's cool. It would be cool to see a little more. Oh, they still do that sort of stuff. They do. The yeah, they do right? uh, a lot of that stuff still. Uh, and then every once in a while, uh, the guys at AACS uh, would ask me a few years ago. They said, "Hey, uh, if you're not busy, we want to do you know have uh, you know have me do uh, some of the the election results." So mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do this year. I'm sure they will. Uh, but it's it's nice to see that you know, and I mentioned that to a, a couple of uh, uh, people running this year. Uh, it's so nice to have uh, a local communications center here in the city of Attleboro, mm-hmm. a radio and TV station together to give uh, that information out. And it's great, and and I encourage everybody to also subscribe to the Sun Chronicle. Yeah, right. Like without a local paper. I can't imagine Attleboro, and I know the Sun Chronicle's taken a beating over the years, and it's also popular to smash on the Sun Chronicle, and they don't get it perfect every time. Right. But having a local, having local source of news, otherwise you're stuck relying on what you read on All About Attleboro on Facebook, and that's no way to live your life. Right. right. We have to have a paper of record, somebody who can go to the meetings, take notes, type it up, put it in the paper. That's really, really important. Otherwise, issues don't get raised, and it's left for whoever's the loudest. And unless you want to live in a world that's governed by the comment section, right, be, be and I think everyone who listens to this show right now probably agrees with me, be an involved citizen. Read the paper. Get an online subscription if you don't. I like getting the paper in the morning. I'm old. I think it's fun. I walk out. It, takes, it doesn't take a long time to read the Sun Chronicle. Yeah. And I read the paper while I have my morning coffee, and now I... Um, engaged with Attleboro, and I just encourage everybody to do that stuff. Buy the paper, listen to the radio, like go to the high school football games, like you live here, right? Enjoy it. We, we don't have a whole lot of scintillating cultural things to do in Attleboro, but the more you look around, the more you find, right? I went to the, the Empty Bowls event. Yeah. What a great event. You, yeah. you get a beautiful handmade bowl, right? And, and the money goes to the People who need food. What could you? What what better things can you do? Uh, we had the Freedom to Read event at the library last week. I ran into Ron Serminsky there too. And you mm-hmm. want to run into people that you know, just go out and do the stuff. It's fun. It really is. You know. You know. I've done that for years with, especially at the Empty Bowls for the last five years. And we had two of the organizers here a few weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, it's exactly what you want to see. You want to see, and you people want, should be involved. You know, you know. I still get the Chronicle. I love reading it on a daily basis, and uh, you know, it's not as big as it used to be, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Uh, stay informed, as you said. Stay informed with the with Attleboro, even if you you know you're not you know looking into politics. It doesn't really matter. It's what you want to you know. It's what you're going to get out of life or whatever. Um, so basically, as you're running for a school committee, there's still some time, a few more weeks. Mm-hmm. You're still going to head out there, people, yep. uh, signs. And in the next few weeks, so what are you looking for and what are you looking into before we get into the election? So I have a lot more doors to knock. I identified a, a group of people who I believe are likely voters, and I've committed to trying to knock on every one of those doors. So there, I have about 200 more, so some odd doors and voters to contact. And I'm going to be out Saturday. Hopefully, we, we, it's been the most rainy fall, sure. and, and politicians particularly are, are upset about it. But I've just been going out there in the rain, right, and uh, leaving smeared rain streak notes on people's doors. But whatever, you got to do what you got to do. So I'm going to keep out on doors. Uh, I'll probably do a sign standout. Maybe Scott and I will do something together. I don't know what, what the plans are, what, what we're planning to do there. But we're going to do something like that just to have just to show you know that we're we're working on the same 
issues were on the same page. Right. And uh, other than that, I'm going to keep my nose to the grindstone and uh, look forward to the election. Right. It'll be fun. And last but not least, Aaron, first of all, thank you for, for joining us this morning. Uh, if someone does want to be a, a sign holder or they want signs and, uh, you know, uh, you know, at their on their front lawn, how easy it is to, uh, to really get in easy. touch with you. Yeah. yeah, you can email me. It's abward3 at protonmail.com. You can go to uh, abward3.com. It's my uh, web page. I have a Facebook page. I, you know, I, I don't spend a whole ton of time normally on Facebook, but it's a way, it's something that you need to do. And I communicate well, and I want people to see my point of view. So you can find me uh, on social media. I don't do uh, Twitter or uh-huh. you know, Snapface. Yeah, me either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm easily reachable. You can just you can just text me at 508-399-1157. That's my regular phone number, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a regular guy. Uh, reach out to me, let me know what you want. And, and, I, and I'll happily do whatever I can. And if you, if you want a sign, I'll put up a sign. If you want to vent about something or you want to complain, I'll, I'll, I'll take your complaint and I'll figure out what I can do. And I'll get back to you within a couple of days with what, 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 what I can and can't do for you. And the other thing is, if, even if, um, if, they, if they want to sign, even if they're not living in War 3, you'll, you'll do that. You yep. know, doesn't matter where they live. Yep, I, I had I have a friend in Lowell that wants a sign, and I told him they cost me about eight bucks a piece. So maybe after the election, I'll give you one. <laughs> well, Aaron, thanks once again, and good luck to you. Thanks for having me. And remember, we vote in a new spot. If you're in Ward Three, voting's at the new high school, so it's also a chance to see the new school if you haven't yet. So look forward to. Uh, Hearing from people, and thanks for having me on the show, Tom. My pleasure. And it's and um, and if all goes well, uh, you know, in early November, uh, we want to welcome you back. Uh, thanks. Yeah, to, I'd to love thank, to. To yep. thank the the constituents as well. M- much appreciated. Thanks for the opportunity. All right, we're going to be wrapping things up in just a few moments. Want to thank Aaron Bennett uh, joining us uh, for this uh, Friday morning. <sighs> Easy enough. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to be, uh, he's probably doing his show from home today. Uh, yeah, usually he does that from home uh, every once in a while. He's been doing that, uh, yeah, been doing that for a while. Okay, once again, I want to thank Aaron Bennett for joining us in studio. I know I had my microphone on just a few seconds before uh, I realized, oh, it was still on. But he had a good time with it. Yes, uh, nice, likable guy. Uh, and hopefully he is successful. I know he is running against Mike Wagner. Uh, both gentlemen uh, do have what it takes to become uh, the new uh, Ward 3 uh, school committee member. Uh, you know, it's really, it's really tough, you know, when you, uh, when you have someone uh, running against you, uh, you want to, you know, one thing that, uh, that, that, uh, that uh, Aaron and I just talked about just for a second is you got to realize, you know, what, what you don't want in politics, and, and you know what happens every once in a while, is dirty politics. Dirty politics. Uh, that is not good. It's, it's just nobody wins in that one. Nobody wins if it's dirty politics. So uh, you can make a choice if you are living in Ward 3, folks. Uh, you have two uh, likable gentlemen, Aaron Bennett and Mike Wagner. Uh, it is up to you. It's all. It's up to you, folks. I know. I don't live in in Ward Two. I, I live in Ward Two. I don't live in Ward Three. Uh, but it is up to you, folks. If you happen to live in Ward Three, uh, you have uh, two very smart individuals that would like to represent you 
on the school committee in January. So you got to make your decision uh, either in person on November the 7th or uh, mail in those ballots. Uh, many of us uh, got those ballots last week. Well, we want to thank all of you uh, for joining us here on this uh, Friday morning. Uh, we will do it again with our Motown Monday next week. Now, a lot of these candidates uh, that we have talked to already, uh, I've already, including uh, Aaron, uh, want to welcome all of them back if, if or not they do get elected. So I just mentioned that to Aaron a few moments ago. Um, even, you know, whatever happens, thanking their constituents out there. And I've told every single person out there, and even if it's after the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, or whatever of, of November, we want to welcome them back. I mean, because you made it for them, folks. Yes or no. Either way. Have yourself a wonderful weekend, folks. We'll do it all again for you Monday morning. Don't forget the last farmer's market tomorrow morning at 9 a.m.